going to talk about housing because getting people out of encampments, off the streets and into housing of some kind, any kind, it's an ongoing challenge, right? Not just here in BC, but pretty much all over these days. So it is good news that there are some new spaces coming online. It's a partnership between the city of Vancouver and BC Housing. But how many spaces and how much of a difference will these make? Well, for more on this, we're turning now to Ravi Kalon, BC's Minister of Housing. Thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, Simi. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, so what about these new spaces? How many are we talking about here? So we've got 60 spaces that have opened up. Uh, these are the modular units on uh, Western Street. Uh, and we've got an additional 29 spaces opening up uh, at an alternative site that we've been working on. And, and you know, what, what's significant about these units is that these are spaces for people that are in shelters right now. Uh, these units have, uh, you know, uh, their own washroom. They have supports, meal supports, security, obviously, around the venue. Uh, and so this is really a, a transition into getting people into more uh, regular housing beyond this housing. So this is a, uh, another step in the progression to get people into perhaps very soon into market housing. So it's a welcome step. We appreciate the partnership with the city of Vancouver and, uh, uh, and this will really relieve a lot of pressure on our shelters uh, as they exist now. Right, because I think people maybe don't fully understand how that system works, right? You, if there are people on the street, the first step is for them to get into a shelter. From the shelter, they go to the temporary housing, and then they hopefully get into housing. That, that's correct. Yeah, we, we push people to take the opportunities in the shelters because it allows us to uh, do the assessments to find out what kind of needs people have because... In some cases, a person just needs a little bit of rent supplement uh, to, to be able to get back into market housing. You know, they've got, a, they've got a job. They just can't find a place to, to live. And they were, you know, forced to sleep in a park. I mean, this is the reality in, in many of our communities around the country. Uh, and in some cases, uh, people have real serious mental health challenges and they, and they need additional support. So we do the assessment there. Then we get them into the type of housing that we think uh, that they need. Uh, and then from there, we've had many cases. Uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet with so many individuals who, who've gone from living in a park to getting into shelter to getting uh, into market housing and being trained up to help other people that are in, in living in encampments or in shelters. And so, uh, you know, there is hope that uh, this, uh, this process can work because it's helping a lot of individuals, but there's still a lot of work for us to do. Okay, so these are 89 spaces that have come available in the temporary modular housing, but is this not the same housing that the city of Vancouver last week voted to not extend the leases for after 2024? Well, this uh, one site that uh, the city voted on uh, was always meant to be temporary. Uh, And so we have been planning for some time for that site to be not to be renewed. In fact, the individuals that were at that site uh, have been uh, multiple times offered other locations or other accommodations because we knew that was a temporary site. Now, that being said, we do have other sites that uh, are under lease with the city of Vancouver, and certainly our hope is that when they come up that we're able to renew them. Uh, we have no indication that that's not the case at this stage, uh, but we will be obviously uh, having those conversations. Okay, so there is, is there another site that this one is going to be moving to? Uh, that's correct. Yeah. So the, the site uh, that right now we have is operating. The, uh, the site that closed down 
uh, I believe was or is closing down very uh, soon. Uh, the one I suppose was in the media. Um, individuals from that site, many of them have already, already moved into other accommodation that we found them. Uh, there are some people that are still there and we continue to work with them to find uh, alternative locations for them. So is it every step of the process that needs expansion then? Do we need more temporary housing? Do we need more supportive housing? And, and are we filling those gaps? Uh, yes, we need everything. And, uh, you know, often the debate happens around, you know, should there be more private sector housing? Should there be non, uh, not-for-profit housing? You know, should there be housing for um, people who, uh, you know, can afford an $800,000 or million-dollar condo? Should there be units for people who can only afford, you know, 300,000 units? And the answer is everything is needed. Uh, right now, when you take pressure off one area of the housing market, you actually help create space in the other. And so, uh, yep, we need everything. Uh, we are investing heavily, I think, historic levels of dollars from a provincial level uh, to build all types of housing because we know that um, housing is different for different people and we have to find ways to meet people where they're at. Okay. And are we making progress in getting people off the street, do you think? Uh, well, definitely making progress getting people off the street. Um, but the challenge is, is, is quite significant coming out of the pandemic. And, uh, and again, you know, I was meeting with my counterparts from across the country. Every single community is dealing with similar challenges. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm proud of is that I've been able to meet with people who actually have been able to go through the system and get their feet back underneath them. And, uh, and that gives me hope that all this work is actually helping individuals, but we still have a lot of work to do. Okay, so then if, they're, if we're moving people along with these 89 new spaces, does that mean so people from the shelter move into this temporary housing? Does that mean that we can now take more people off the street and put them into the shelter? Yeah, that's exactly right. And we actually have space in our shelters right now. We have, this is not the only site where we move people out of shelters into, uh, but, you know, we've been creating space in the shelter. In fact, we've expanded our shelter space for individuals. And so the spaces are available. Uh, we continue to work with individuals. Uh, we have teams on the ground uh, encouraging people to take the space. Uh, what we find is in the summertime, yeah. uh, people, some people just choose to be outside because they think it's, you know, there's community or they just prefer it. And that, um, you know, th that's a bit of a challenge uh, for us. Uh, but we're, we continue to work with individuals, again, find them the supports they need so that they can get that stability in their lives again. Well, thank you very much for your time on that this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me, Simi. Stay safe. Appreciate that. That's Ravi Kalon, BC's Minister of Housing, essentially explaining how the process works to move people off the street. It's like a three-step process to get them into eventually supportive housing. Uh, that's the way it works, but a lot of people don't want to take that first step of coming off the street into a shelter, which is the way they can access people, find out more about them, get them into the application process, right? That, that's also a big challenge right there.